Welcome to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children and youth through adoption, foster, and kinship care. Hosted by an adoptive mom with over 22 years of kinship and adoptive parenting experience, she's on this journey with you. Please welcome Sandra Flack. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes in what they already have? But we hope for what we do not yet have. We wait for it patiently. That is Romans 8, verses 22 through 25. I am your host, Sandra Flack. Well, here we are. It is December. I cannot believe it. I think I say that every year, though. I trust that your Thanksgiving holiday was enjoyable. Uh, My celebration was a bit smaller than normal, but lovely just the same. And I have a little update on my grandson, Killian. I know many of you have been praying for him and his parents, my uh, daughter, Missy, uh, and our son-in-law, Corey, uh, and our little grandson, Killian, and they have had a roller coaster week. Uh, the term transplant has been used. Uh, we've been praying that will not be necessary. Uh, he's begun taking a bottle. Uh, they did remove the feeding tube. Now we're praying that he gains some weight because he'd stayed the same for a while and then he's recently lost a little weight and if he doesn't gain they'll put him back on the feeding tube um so we're praying that that doesn't happen um and if he gains a little weight then he can go back to the cardiac icu where they will again attempt to wean him off of this certain heart medication that he um, has been needing but he can't go home on it's it's only given through an iv um so they need to be able to wean him off of that Uh, The first time he really didn't tolerate being weaned off it, so they had to keep him on it. So they're going to attempt again very soon. Uh, And um, if he weans off, great, he'll be able to go home soon. Um, But if he cannot tolerate being weaned off, then um, that will indicate that a transplant is necessary. Um, And I would just love for you be so grateful for you to stand with us in prayer um, that Killian will successfully wean off of the medication and not need a heart transplant. He turns six months old this month um, and he spent many of those months in the hospital. He's been in the hospital for the past two months straight. He's had two major heart surgeries, um, but we know many people are praying And we have seen some miracles along the way. And we know that with God, all things are possible. This time of year always makes me feel a bit nostalgic. Um, Exactly 16 years ago today, my husband and I and and some of our kids were in Ukraine 
for the adoption of three of our kids. And then 12 years ago, we had just come home from Ukraine with our fourth little Ukrainian. We we have a, a sibling set of four um, that we adopted from there many years ago. And this time of year is kind of like are those the seat, it was an overlap in the like the same time of the year that we were in Ukraine each time. And um, it just brings back a lot of wonderful memories. I do a lot of looking back this time every year, um, just really grateful for the Lord calling us to adopt and for setting our children and our family and just how our lives have been transformed. And, um, you know, I'm on this journey with you, uh, and I'm just so grateful. Even even with the challenges and the trials, there have been triumphs, and um, just grateful. And uh, this this time of year, I really stop and ponder that. Uh, you can read uh, my family's adoption story in my book, Orphans No More: A Journey Back to the Father. Uh, and in it, I detail how all five of our adopted children joined our family. Um, my daughter, Missy, that I was just talking about, um, little Killian's mom, she was our first adopted uh, child. She came in, she was a relative, so it was a kinship adoption. Um, and uh, she kind of got the ball rolling. And, you know, several years after she came, then we is when we traveled to Ukraine. So I detail all of that in, in my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. You can grab a copy wherever books are sold, wherever you get your books. Um, if you'd like a signed copy, you can grab one off of my personal website, and that is sandraflack.com. Um, so I hope you'll check that out. And today I have an Advent message for you, one of four uh, this month. I typically do for the month of December, I bring a message each week, um, you know, with that focus of Advent. Um, and, and today we're going to actually focus on hope. Um, but first, some important announcements. Natalie Vecchione of the FASD Hope Podcast and Sandra Flack of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey Podcast would like to invite you to join their Hope for the FASD Journey a virtual support community for parents and caregivers raising individuals with an FASD, diagnosed or not. This faith-based community includes an online bi-monthly support group, a monthly VIP conversation, and a private Facebook group which includes a video devotional from Natalie and Sandra every Saturday. To register, visit justicefororphansny.org forward slash training forward slash F-A-S-D. And coming up in early 2023, which my goodness is just around the corner, I will be offering two online workshops, a free 45 minute lunch and learn, which is my introduction to F-A-S-D. Um, it's 45 minutes, but then I stay on um, for an extra 15 minutes to answer any questions um, that you may have. Um, and um, that is going to be on Wednesday, January 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm also going to be offering a three hour, um, I call it a, a deep dive into FASD. It's It goes much deeper than the one hour lunch and learn, but um, it's, I use the facets material, the, the facets 
um, neurobehavioral approach. So it's, um, it's, it's a three hour facets workshop and that will be on Saturday, January 21st at 10 a.m. Uh, there is a registration fee for the, for that one, um, because it's a three hour session. Um, but you have to register for either the lunch and learn, even though that's free. Um, and also the, um, the three hour training. Um, so you would go to our website, justicefororphansny.org backslash events to register for either one of those. And that's how you get the link. Um, and I teach it through Zoom. So um, you need to get the link. So you need to sign up and register. So I hope that you will check that out. Also, um, those episodes, my, my episodes, the bonus episodes with Dr. Jared Brown are among our most downloaded, most popular episodes. And you will not want to miss these. If you haven't caught all of them or any of them, you'll want to check them out. Um, they land in your, you know, the same place you found this episode. Um, and I uh, have a series of 20 um, shows with Dr. Jared Brown, and he specializes in trauma, FASD, autism, uh, and much more. Uh, and this series of episodes focuses on topics of particular interest to adoptive and foster parents, such as prenatal trauma like FASD, complex trauma, uh, screen time, uh, executive dysfunction, inappropriate sexual behaviors. If you're a parent of teens, this is going to be an important topic for you. Working memory, cognitive flexibility, all of the things, a lot of it all brain, you know, brain and body based, uh, regular episodes like you're listening to right now of the adoption and foster care journey drop into your inbox on Mondays. These special uh, bonus episodes with Dr. Brown drop on Fridays. Of course, you can listen to them anytime and they all land in the same place. And the episodes with Dr. Brown are, are the title says it's a bonus episode with Dr. Brown. So you'll be able to find them. We're going to do 20 in all. I think we've recorded, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 by now. Um, but there's so many of them for you to listen to. They're deep. Um, a lot of research and science is brought up. Um, but I always make sure to circle back around and ask Dr. Brown for the top three things parents and caregivers can do right now um, to address the topic that we discuss. And he, he um, very graciously uh, kind of simplifies it for us and gives us some, some things that we can walk away with and start right away. So um, it's been an honor to do those episodes with him. Like I said, they're very, very popular. So I hope that you will check them out if you haven't already. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Uh, and it makes it also easier for other adoptive, foster, and kinship caregivers to find us. Um, and we believe it's a vital resource and we want um, everybody to be able to find the show. So be sure to subscribe and even leave a review. Now to our topic today, um, like I mentioned, every December I actually focus on a series of episodes about Advent or kind of using Advent as the catalyst. Um, the word Advent means arrival uh, on the Christian church calendar. It's the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. And um, I like to focus this these episodes in December because we're all running around kind of crazy and our kids can be very dysregulated at this time and holidays can be super challenging for, for our kids, for us, um, for our families. 
So I really like to kind of take some time and just sort of use these episodes as a little bit of, of self-care, some soul care for you. Um, throughout December, we anticipate the coming of Christmas, right? We celebrate the birth of Christ. And now we wait for the second arrival of Jesus. My weekly Advent topics will be, uh, I'll go in the order of hope, peace, joy, and love. And only in Jesus do we have real and lasting hope, peace, joy, and love. No person or circumstance can rob us of them, you know, and no other person or circumstance can bring lasting hope, peace, joy, and love. This is really only found in Jesus. And we need to really make sure that we're nurturing our relationship with him so that we really have these things in our lives. Advent builds anticipation. You know, think of when you were a little child at Christmas time, waiting for that, you know, Christmas Eve, waiting for Santa to come, waiting for Christmas Day when you get to rip into your presents and everything is so magical with the tree and the food and the relatives and just all of the things, right? And if you, if you, you know, look back at your childhood holidays, if they were special and, 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 and fond, if you're fond of them, they were important to you and you have wonderful memories, you know, you, you look back, right? That hope that was there, that thrill. Um, but when was the last time we anxiously anticipated or longed for something thrilling and wonderful like a little child does at Christmas time? When was the last time we felt that way? When was the last time you felt that way? I've been thinking about that and it reminds me of adoption, actually. Um, if you are an adoptive or foster parent, you're familiar with the weight, right? I remember the excruciating weight to travel to Ukraine for our adoptions. You know, you do all of that paperwork and you jump through all of these hoops and it just seems to take forever. And then you finally send it off with, you know, fear and trepidation and a whole lot of prayer, um, you know, the first time we adopted from Ukraine after our adoption dossier was finally submitted and then there was a little problem with it and then we had to fix it and then we had to resubmit it and then wait for approval. And then once we got approval from Ukraine, then we had to wait to be invited to Ukraine for our appointment. Um, and in our case, Ukraine shut down their adoption program in 2006 it was like January of 2006, we were notified that they were not issuing any more appointments. It was temporarily closed so they could reorganize it. Um, we had to wait for them to reopen. There was nothing we could do but wait. And we didn't know if or when they would ever actually reopen it. We had to just wait and pray, of course. Um, and it did reopen nine months later. And we finally traveled to Ukraine in late November of 2006. We encountered lots of obstacles while we were there, which delayed our in-country process. Um, you know, you get to travel the journey with me, as I mentioned in my book earlier. I detail all of this there and what I went through and, and just really how I pressed into the Lord as I walked through it. But I was in Ukraine for six weeks through Christmas and through New Year's. And my three biological children and um, were home. We did not get to spend Christmas with them. 
Um, my husband went home the day after Christmas and I had to go through New Year's um, without them. Um, but we endure, you know, we go through a lot of things and we willingly endure those things while we're waiting for the adoption to be completed, while we're waiting to bring a child home, right? Um, it, it felt like it took forever, but I was willing to walk through all of it just to get my kids home. I remember the wait. It consumed me. Can you relate? Nothing was going to stand in the way of me bringing my kids home. I climbed every paperwork mountain. I cried tons of tears, prayed without ceasing, read my Bible, and journaled constantly, all in anticipation of the arrival of my kids. Can you relate to that? As I was sitting with the Lord recently, praying about this message and pondering the holiday season, I was thinking about the wait and that whole time in Ukraine and all of that. And I believe the Lord laid a little something on my heart. And it was this, why don't I pursue Jesus like that? Why don't I pursue him the same way I pursued bringing my kids home? Certainly, he pursued me that way. Do I allow things to stand in the way of my relationship with Christ? Do I dive into my Bible the way I tackled adoption paperwork or my online Christmas shopping? Do I sit with him and tearfully pour my heart out? Um, or do I turn to someone else, you know, first? Of course, don't get me wrong. We need each other, right? This podcast is a resource for you to not feel so alone on your journey. My trainings and our support groups and all of that. So we don't feel alone. We need each other, but we need Jesus more and we need him first. He should be the first one that we run to with our hurts and our hopes. Ponder the scriptures, pour out our prayers to the one who knows us best and understands our pain. He knows what we're going through. And I've been walking through a strained family relationship for the past several months. If you know you are like me, a parent of adult biological kids um, and several adopted kids, you know, if you've got foster kids, you are aware of the challenges that can arise when the two worlds collide, right? When our kids all were younger, when our kids first came home from Ukraine and whatnot, um, it was different challenges. But now I have three adult biological kids. One of them is married and has four children of his own. I have three adult adopted kids. Two of them are married. And you know, between those two families, there's three children among them. And, and of course, I have my youngest two boys at home, my two teens, both diagnosed with fetal alcohol syndrome. Having adult kids, grandkids, and teenagers with developmental disability and trauma, let's just say it can make for strained relationships and difficult situations. Situations that spill over into the holidays and every day, really, and while everybody always seemed to be bonded and got along really well growing up, this new season that we're in, especially because my youngest two are teenagers, they are boys and they have an FASD, it just complicates things immensely. Um, 
and has made some things really, really difficult in our family. And at times I feel misunderstood, disrespected, and unfairly treated, quite frankly, by my own kids. Recently, when I was not, um, well, actually, I was, I was snot crying. I'll say that. <laughs> Have you ever had a good, you know, throw yourself on the floor, snot cry with the Lord? Um, you know, I'll raise my hand and say, yep, that was me. I was snot crying and venting to the Lord about the situation. And, you know, finally I took a break and, you know, just sort of stopped and sat and gave the Lord a turn, you know, to, to say something to me. I wanted to hear what the Lord had to say. Um, after I vented, I wanted to hear what he had to say. And I just believe that he just like very lovingly and graciously uh, on my heart, he placed the fact that he knows exactly how I feel. He, Jesus, Jesus was misunderstood. He was disrespected and he was treated unfairly by his kids, right? Since the Lord knows exactly how I feel and what I'm walking through, I can trust him to walk along with me and guide me. I'm trying to seek the Lord so that I don't respond through my hurt or my pain or my emotions. And I got to be careful because folks, I'm 55. You know, there's the hormonal stuff going on and I have ups and downs in this journey. And I have to always be bringing it before the Lord because I don't want to make things worse. I don't want to react out of my feelings or out of my emotions or out of my hormones or any of that. I have to sit before the Lord on a regular basis um, because I want to respond how Jesus would respond. I don't want to mess it up and make it worse because I can, I can. And in order to know that, in order to know what to say and how to respond and what not to say and when not to respond, I have to spend time with the Lord. I have to remain in him as the word says. When we remain in him, he remains in us. Apart from him, we can do nothing. I want to grow in my relationship with the Lord because he is my hope. Nothing else is going to be, nothing else lasts, right? Nothing else is going to be sustaining. It's the word of the Lord that lasts forever. It's Jesus. It's, it's, he's the alpha and the omega. And all of this stuff that we deal with on our journeys, right? We need him to navigate through because in the end, it's, it's him. This is all about him. Um, you know, so he is our hope. And friend, if you are an adoptive foster or kinship caregiver, I'm thinking we have some struggles in common. Maybe not exactly the same struggles. We're all in different, you know, we have different kids at different ages, different stages, different traumas, different, um, you know, just some of us have kids prenatally exposed to alcohol. There's all kinds of different things, but yet there's similarities in our journeys. Um, and I don't know exactly what you are walking through, but Jesus does. Um, and he is your hope too. And I hope to be able to share Jesus with you so that you will have hope. I want you to have hope on your journey. I know how we desperately need that hope. Um, and, and it's Jesus. And I've been working through 
um, the Experiencing God Bible Study by Henry Blackaby. I originally did this Bible study over 20 years ago, and it was life-changing for me. It transformed my faith because it's the the title of it is Experiencing God, and then the subtitle is Knowing and Doing the Will of God. That became my life mantra, I guess is the word, right? That's That's my every day. I want to know what God is doing. I want to know what he wants me to do, and I want to walk it out in obedience. And that is really what was my, um, that laid the foundation that led us to adopting our kids and saying yes to our kids. And, and just, and, and, you know, one of the things in the Bible study is you can't stay where you are and go with God, right? It's going to cause a crisis of faith. You're going to have to um, step out in obedience. You're going to have to change something. And that's what we did when we adopted our kids. And then when we started homeschooling, and then when we started um, justice for orphans and then the, the podcast and just all of the things that I'm doing today, really all, um, that was the catalyst is wanting to know God's will, his will for me, his purpose for me and what he was doing. And I wanted to be obedient and what he wanted me to do to join him in that. Um, so going through an updated version of that Bible study, I've been really and just enjoying kind of by myself. I'm not in a study with others right now, but I'm doing it by myself. And, you know, one of the parts of the study is every day, because there's like five days of study. Um, and each day ends with, um, you know, you're asked to write down, you know, what you believe the Lord is telling you to do as a result of that day's um, Bible study lesson. So I looked back over each entry that I put for that answer over the past several weeks, several months, actually. Um, and I started to notice this pattern repeatedly without realizing it, because I had to look back over all of them and just see like what words I repeatedly wrote down. I hadn't even realized it, but I had been writing the words, remain in him, grow in my relationship with him, trust him, obey him. When our relationship with Jesus is our focus and not our circumstances, but Jesus is our focus. When we remain in him, we can grow in our relationship with him and we build trust. We learn he is trustworthy and we can trust him with everything we care about. And we come to a place where we want to obey him, to say yes to him, to to say what he would have us to say, to think his word, to think what he thinks, to respond to difficult people, how Jesus would respond to them, to, to go where he goes and do what he does. We begin to have that family resemblance. We start looking like our father, our heavenly father. And, you know, he's a good, good father. And I feel like this, one of the, this, the, the phrase spiritual maturity has been rolling through my head lately because that's how I want to respond. I don't want to respond to a difficult situation or a difficult person or family member or whatever the same way I would have 20 or 10 or even five years ago or even a year ago because I want to be growing in my relationship with the Lord so that I'm looking more and acting more like him because I'm spending so much time with him, right? 
In the Bible, it was evident that the disciples had been with Jesus. I want it to be evident that I'm with Jesus. And that makes the difference. This Advent season, this time of waiting, I encourage you to anxiously anticipate growing in your relationship with Jesus. Sit with the thrill of hope and fully put your hope in him. Join me in intentionally pursuing a relationship with Christ like we pursued the arrival of our children. I'd like to close with a Bible verse. Um, I am going to read Psalm 27 verses 13 through 14. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And I pray that this holiday season, whether it's a difficult one or a joyous one, I pray that you will wait for the Lord, that you will anxiously anticipate him, and that you will pursue your personal love relationship with him. That will make all the difference. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey. Be sure to tune in next week when I share a message about peace, our second in the Advent series. And I hope you were encouraged and feel a little better equipped for your parenting journey today. For some more help along the way, be sure to check out our website for resources for foster adoptive and kinship caregivers. Um, we are having a hope. We have a hope for the FASD journey virtual support community. And also, again, remember that there's an intro to FASD lunch and learn and a three hour facets workshop coming up in January. You can find all of our resources and sign up for our workshops at justicefororphansny.org. I would also like to give a big shout out to our business sponsors who really support JFO and help us to do what we do. Trinuclear Corporation, Bishop Boudry Construction, National Bank of Cooksaki, and Cullman Insurance Agency. These businesses care about children and families in crisis. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to let us know by subscribing and let your fellow adoptive and fostering friends know so that they can listen and be encouraged and equipped too. Be sure to find and follow Justice for Orphans on both Facebook and Instagram. You can find me in both places too at Sandra Flack. I'm grateful you spent your valuable time with me today and I am thrilled to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast brought to you by Justice for Orphans. We hope you were encouraged today. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and share it with your fellow foster and adoptive parent friends so they can be encouraged too. Be sure to find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Justice for Orphans. And check out our website for vital resources at justicefororphansny.org.